listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. This week it's The Beauty Behind the Madness by the weekend hello and welcome to the enjoy an album podcast i'm here i'm liam he's there i'm there and christopher mccarthy boyd that's it and uh, hey daniel craig is here and he's saying ladies and gentlemen the weekend <laughs> he says that every friday on twitter yeah it's crazy ladies and ge- ladies and gentlemen the weekend. I don't know how he fits it into his schedule to <laughs> go to the SNL studio once a week. There's a bunch of those, so, isn't there? There's uh, there's that. There's um, the lady from Russian Doll going, Thursday, what a concept. Mm. Every Thursday. There's David Lynch saying it's Friday. Yeah. Um, any others? There used to be, I think there was a website called Is It Christmas? And you would go on it and every day it would say no, except Christmas. It said yes. <laughs> I loved it. Very handy. I've so I've seen the other version of that. Like, is Margaret Thatcher dead yet? Was that might have been it? Yeah. <laughs> Equal importance days of the year. Well, Christmas and Margaret Thatcher's death. Very similar vibes, especially in my house. Giving giving yeah. out presents and um. So uh, here's something I want to talk to you about. So uh, we on our playlist, the ever growing Enjoy an Album uh, playlist, have a song by a band called the House Martins. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Paul Heaton. Are you ready? Are you ready for the time of your life? Stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I'm your brother. It's great. I hadn't, I didn't know that song before and you put it on and genuinely and I find this very I find this very difficult to admit. I really love it and I'm glad you put it on. Uh, did I tell the story of the girl I sat next to in English who showed me it? And Maybe when you added it. Oh, powerful memories for me. Powerful memories. Well, Paul Heaton was in the news this week. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yeah. He turned 60, and to celebrate, he chose 60 of his favourite pubs around the country and put money behind the bar for fans of the Beautiful South or the House Martins, including two pubs mm. in Glasgow and two in Edinburgh. Two pubs. It was uh, the Old Toll Bar. On Paisley Road West, and what was the other one in Glasgow? I don't know the other. It was a, it was another comedy type pub where I've been like, oh, okay, like Orin Moore maybe Orin Moore, not sure. In Edinburgh, one of the pubs I've only been to one of them is called the Sheep's Heed Inn. What's that? It's one of those pubs. There's about every country is about ten of these pubs that court referred to themselves as the oldest pub in that country. Oh, and the Sheep's Heed is one of those. It claims to be one of the oldest. Uh, it is uh, just on the other side of Arthur's Seat by Duddingston Lock. It is a great old pub. The top floor has uh, these old-fashioned skittles. You know the type at the end of... Um, skittles? Yeah. Um, you know the, like... Taste the rainbow? Yeah. It's got old-fashioned skittles that no one's allowed to eat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a skittles museum. And uh, there's an M&M's museum as well. Um, nice. No, it's... Uh, you know, like, the end of There Will Be Blood, where you, like, fucking... Oh. It's like one of those. Pins. Bowling pins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but skittles? It, you used to call them that in PE, though. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one of those, an old-fashioned Skittles alley at the top. 
um it's like a it's like a fancy old pub and mm-hmm. i took my family there it's like one i go with my family are visiting um mm. but there's a fact i kept from my father until he was sitting down and had just tucked into his highland chicken uh and that was that it is it was uh the queen mother's favorite pub your, your, your dad wouldn't like that no he nearly choked in what his highland chicken what you, say? you little bastard Yeah, no, there was, I mean, uh, uh, being a comedian, going up and down the country, and uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I like a drink, uh, a, few of the, a few of the pubs on that list, I was like, that's a good pub. The Aylesbury, the, what was it called, the, the one in Aylesbury, outside Leicester. The, the Aylesbury the, outside Leicester? They got a thousand quid. Wow. It's a lot, like, to 60 a pubs. A grand behind the towel. And they do they run stuff at the Comedy Festival in Leicester, so, so it's quite happy. Yeah, you'd be... Uh, it's a lot of money to give away to other people to drink. It's just sixtieth. Yeah, I know, but you're not at, you're not with them. You're with them in heart. Yeah, I don't know if I. I wish I would have knew. I would have went round and been to the old toll bar and been like, "I love the beautiful south." Really, I only like the Lost Campsinos covers of the beautiful south music. <laughs> but uh, got yourself a free know that. a free pint. Yeah, was there a grand behind a bar in each one? I believe so. Five, Definitely, and the and the one in Leicester there was yeah. Sixty k to spend sixty k on your sixtieth birthday. I mean, fair, you know. Listen, Paul, good on you, mate. I didn't know the beautiful South had that kind of. Well, that's it. Cachet, I mean, yeah. oh, bloody Nora. Well, great band. So Where are they in the list? To celebrate episode sixty, uh, oh. Chris and I are putting a grand behind the bar of one pub, um, in the world somewhere. And there are hints throughout the episode of which pub it is. Yeah. And whoever gets there first gets to claim the grand for themselves. Hint number one. Uh, you may have heard of this pub. That's hint number one. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Why don't we put... You've got 24 hours. A tenner behind 6,000 pubs. <laughs> and one person can get like two pounds. We have hidden a £10 note... Behind a traffic light somewhere in between Edinburgh and Glasgow. And whoever gets there first can keep it. Yeah. I'm going to... Where would you put it? I'd put it uh, uh, outside the Bathgate Regal Theatre. That's good. Yeah. I'd put it uh, right next to the Falkirk Wheel. Mm. Phenomenal wheel. (laughs) And a phenomenal episode. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Enjoy an Album. Where we listen to the 500 greatest albums of all time. Yes, yeah, the weekend. It's a good ep, um, and you know what is always good: the editing of editing. Mister Will Big Willie Style. Big Willie Style has dropped his editing style all over this, um, and uh, we're very grateful to him. We love him. Uh, we all. You know what else we love? Money. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Kofi. What we do have is uh, Edinburgh Fringe shows, which we'd like you to buy tickets for at Monkey Barrel. Throughout the month of August, I don't care if you actually come. I don't care. I just want your hard cash. It's actually better because if you want to support us and you can't come, just buy a ticket because there's usually people queued up outside Mm. and you go, oh, someone hasn't shown up. Make sure you buy a ticket to both of our shows. I don't want one of us getting a weighted benefit from Whoever you like better between us. Support them. Whoever come, no, because I come after you, uh, both uh, in time of day at the Fringe and 
um, alphabetical order and in uh, in terms of popularity of listeners. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not coming up well here at all. No, you don't come off well. But it's a good dip. It's great, everybody. Thanks so much. Enjoy the pod. Stone Magazine's introduction to Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weekend. Abel Tesfaye lets you know who he is right out front. No metaphors. On the Kanye West co-produced track, Tell Your Friends. His life is about popping pills, fucking bitches, living life so trill. The Toronto R&B singer helped make pop music a darker place in the 2010s. Bitch, mum still a user. He warns on his hugely successful second LP. His pristine, downy voice and spare, frosty electronic tracks suck you in. And Swedish pop genius Max Martin produces these tracks, including the bumping Can't Feel My Face, a love song to cocaine, as well as a massive pop hit. Do you get a sick thriller at saying bitch? Seeing your wee face light up when you said it. Uh, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've not seen light in your eyes since. And, and, and a man. Well, like listen, that. I can't feel my face. That's how good that was. I can't feel my face when I say bitch. <laughs> but I love it. Um, yes, uh, note to the future blurb writers of uh, album rundown lists put in little naughty words that we're not supposed to say because as blurb readers that feels good all right gives us permission not too naughty come on not too naughty please uh, do you occasional... think his name's how are you saying his name there i would say abel, co- mm, go ahead abel tesfay tesfay i knew you'd do this well and i knew you he's i knew you'd do this i looked it up and i i, I found there's two pronunciations basically there's a westernized version of pronunciation and there's the ethiopian original he says tesfay it's definitely tesfay yeah well, what I've what have you listened to anything I've just said? Yeah. So you're gonna school him. I'm happy to take him to the fucking bank, man. Cash in the pronunciation dollars because he's talking. I hate this every week. You act as if <laughs> no, you I just knew. You just know. Oh yeah, what you don't know Ethiopian names? Wow, that's pretty <laughs> stupid of you. As if you haven't just learnt in the last seven days. <laughs> No, I mean I've I've dabbled in Ethiopian shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I've really, yeah. Loads of stuff. Go, go on, no, tell us. Yeah, no, please. We're all ears. No, you put me in the spot. I don't know if I could even um, rifle through the the file effects in my mind of Ethiopian culture that I've. Oh really? Loved. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk a little bit later about Aster Awake. All right, I look forward to that, man. Yeah. Um, do, you know who, do you know who that is? It's a Nigerian person. What? <laughs> Ethiopian what? person, sorry. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I'm hungover, Woo! man. I had a few drinks last night. Woo, daddy. Uh, yes, um, we should yeah, lay that down early. CMB is uh, in, in rough town. Um, and and thus, I feel maybe even snappier than usual. <laughs> I'm not a snappy guy. Of all the types of uh, turtles I could be, not a snapping turtle. You are very argumentative, though. Terrapin, maybe. Galapagos <laughs> tortoise you know I, I, before I get to snapping there's a lot of different characteristics I have 
Um, so, had you, had you uh, heard the the weekend before this very week end? Yes. Yeah. This is one of the few albums that, that I can be not uh, a little bit a little bit hip with and be like, yeah, I listened to those first mixtapes. Oh, yeah. When they were the so there were three mixtapes. The House of Balloons sort of, trilogy. Yeah, which was re- I listened to the re-release t- 2013. It was called the trilogy, mm. and it was uh, the first. Um, that was the, f- the first proper album, I think. Yeah, it's unclear because it was a reissue of a mixtape, and it was all three of them in one. So I listened to them because um, I've, I've elected that I am going to tell you this, even though I think I come across not that great. Um, uh, I was going on a date with a girl, 2013. Oh. And this is back when Facebook you used to click all the bands you liked. <laughs> yeah. And on her profile, it said she liked The Weeknd. So I was like, well, I better listen to The Weeknd so that when we meet, I can be like, hey, you know this band, The Weeknd? Yeah. And she'd be like, wow. So, you know, at the time, well, I don't know. It's debatable, isn't it? It's like, Could hey, is it just it. Taking, taking an interest in someone else's, uh, you know, likes? Or is it, you know... Pick up artist incel behaviour. I think probably leaning towards the latter. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit concern- Neil Strauss esque for sure. Yeah, if you um, if that concerns you, you'll be pleased to know that um, after about forty five minutes, uh, the girl in question said, "Okay, I'm off to a house party now," and left me alone in the pub. Oh, well, what do you, how do you think you played it wrong? Probably by spying on her, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but oh well, for the best now. Listen, the I mean, we've all we've all done it. We've all pretended to like stuff. Well, yeah, I think people all the time pretend to like things because they want to, you know, impress someone. Or, or Does I mean, it... you pretend you pretend to know the band every week that we're speaking about. I don't pretend the amount, to know them. The, the amount of artists that you were listening to when you're 15 is incredible. You're like John Peel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great lover of music, and that's why I have a podcast about it. <laughs> you flippant dick. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Where, I'm where, gonna where, uh, ex- I'm gonna try extra hard to wind you up today because you're hungover. While we're on the topic, you were saying that you loved the the reissue where the three mm. uh, mixtapes got mm. compiled after the fact. I remember reading Pitchfork 2011, maybe 2010. And I remember flipping on, coming home from school, flipping on Pitchfork, and a review of The Weeknd's first ever mixtape where no one even knew his name. He was a mysterious Toronto cokehead, uh, beach house sampling crazy person. And I was like, this guy's weird. Don't like it. <laughs> but I listened to it because I like beach. I like I love beach house a lot. And he that was how he kind of got his. His name was by sampling them in the indie community, at least. And just like Lana Del Rey, he took his blog house uh, popularity and then uh, pushed it in the direction of mainstream success. So there you go. I mean, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? The uh, the moment I say, yeah, I've listened to this artist before, you're like, well, I listened to them three years before you. Yeah. I was, I was little fetus when I was listening to this. I was in my mummy's tummy and she put headphones to her tummy and that's how I listened to this first. Yeah. No, it's weird how I have a basic awareness of most of the most popular bands of all time. It's almost as if I like music, you little freak. <laughs> um of course There's no the need to now. be uh, there's no need to be argumentative this week. Let's just have a nice time. What were you saying? Nah. 
the uh, the weekend. Now, of course, one of the biggest bands on the planet. I mean, Blinding Lights. Ding, 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 ding. One of the biggest songs. I mean, like record-breaking Billboard 100. Um, I'm pretty sure it was there for a longer, more time than anyone else. I am blinded by the lights. And it kind I can't of, take you. It kind of arrived at a really perfect time for... It was an amalgamation of the crazy hits that streaming gets... Um, versus sort of the, the blow up of TikTok sort of viral dances as well. Mm-hmm. It was a big viral dance on TikTok. Did you ever see that video of the Irish family in the pandemic trying to teach their granddad to do the <laughs> the weekend dance? Do you know it? I don't think so. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a twelve minute video, uh-huh. and it's like these two kids, they're in the teens or whatever, um, trying to do the dance to the. Can you like, do it for me just now? Song. I don't think it would translate well to the podcast, but I could have wanted to, but I don't want to. Anyway, the teenagers are doing it, and their, their dad walks in the background. It's this old Irish man. What are you doing? And, Is it your dad? And it's my dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I've seen it. And uh, then they sort of are showing him, and this he's an old man. Uh-huh. He has no, he doesn't know what is going on. Yeah. I mean, he knows what's going on, but like, he can't dance. Uh-huh. And it just shows the numerous attempts over the course of like a 10-minute video. Uh-huh. Of just a tiny incremental progress that he makes in this dance. Uh-huh. And by the end, they're all outside, the whole family, and he fucking nails it. And they're <laughs> it's really it's worth looking up. It's a really funny video. It's very a very good early pandemic wholesome content. Yeah. And I think that's the reason it's so successful. The pandemic. <laughs> I think that's the reason the pandemic is so successful. Irish families, TikTok dances. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a big, uh, a big synth hook. It's great. Um, he's been in a right. lot of WrestleMania soundtracks last couple of years. The weekend he's been in the Super Bowl. I know you don't watch the Super Bowl or, or any. I've of... seen, I've seen that half time though. Yeah, that was, that was like one of the most memeable events of the last two years. Him running around that, uh, that like sheltered like, stage bit, like a like House of Mirrors type yeah, thing. And he's bumping into the walls and stuff. Great memes. People saying, oh, me looking for one reason to live. And then a, a video of that. I love shelling it. <laughs> I love bad content. Me searching for a crumb of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> crumb of pussy is just such a funny phrase. I know it's overdone and shit, but, you know, I, I mean, it's one of those things. If you did find a crumb of pussy, you'd be in a bad mood. You know, you'd be like, why is that there? <laughs> You've been eating Maryland cookies with no trousers on, you freak. Um, um, he was in. He was in Uncut Gems. He was in Uncut Gems, and I'll tell you what. I actually saw Uncut Gems in the cinema. That's right. I was just a little, my mummy, I was in my mummy's tummy and she took me to the Glasgow Film Theatre to watch Uncut Gems, so I knew about it before it was even written, actually. Well, you know, I'd heard good things about Benny Safdie and his brother, the other Safdie, and uh, I consider you a bit of a Safdie, but that's what What about, uh, I thought maybe we could do a cool double act sketch show where you pretend to be Scottish and we could be Saft and Crispy, and... uh, (laughs) Wolf. Just, That's a big wolf. That's a big wolf think, for me. Think of the money we could make, though. That's a big wolf for me. The uncut gems, uncut jams. Um, yeah, the weekend are in it playing themselves, and uh, he is sort of like found in a cupboard 
with Julia Fox. Very similar uh, to Bette Midler and David Bowie. Mm, that's a recreating that. And then Adam Sandler um, beats up or gets into a fight with uh, with our man Abel. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick Lamar is playing, I think. It's that song. Um, Swimming Pools is playing over it. Yeah. Um, it's Adam Sandler fighting the weekend to Kendrick is like... Just that's just a director having as much fun as they can. Apparently, Sandler's going to do another film with him, so I'm quite excited. That film is so good because Sandler is such a fucking freaky looking dude, mm-hmm. and the, he's best when he leans into that. Funny enough, you bring up Uncut Gems because it leads me into this week's uh, International Money Foundation, aka Bet Midler Factor, the BMF, The Weekend was in Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler was in Happy Gilmore with Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was in the film Stiller with Bette Midler. The weekend has a Bette Midler factor of three. Good to know. You I can take rule. it one step closer. Uh, the weekend was in a documentary about Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson was in a film with Bette Midler. But I can't remember what it was called. Something about a rose. It's... um. It's been a it's been a stellar week for <laughs> Bette Midler Factor. I think we can all agree. Do you think uh, there's a lot of kind of Michael Jackson stuff with him the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, well, well, this, I mean, he sings like Michael Jackson. He sings like Michael Jackson. To me, and obviously we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, right? But for me, he's kind of like, what if Michael Jackson loved cocaine as much as he loved having sex with children? What if Michael Jackson was honest in his music about how fucking horny he was? <laughs> I think he was pretty honest. I don't know. Well, have you played the game Moonwalker? I don't think so, no. So it's the Michael Jackson SNES game, and it was in arcades as well, and you have to rescue children from gangsters. So the whole point of the game is to find these children. Wow. I don't think you could be more honest, really. Uh, yeah, well, his intentions aren't aren't honest, though, are they? In that, unless there's levels you're not telling us about. There's some cheat codes that you don't want to look into. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> so, get me the load down. Can I do the secret push with you? Let's do it. Secret push, secret secret push. You do it first, and it feels like not so got no money. You got that bro secret push. Um, able. Tesfaye was born in Toronto, uh, a district of Scarborough known as Skyberia because of how far away and desolate it is from Toronto proper. Uh, his parents are Ethiopian immigrants who split shortly after his birth. He said he didn't really know his dad growing up at all. He lived with his, uh, he was raised by his mum and his grandmother. Um, his grandmother uh, taught him how to speak in his native tongue called Am- 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 Amharic. Apologies if that's mispronounced. Uh, I'm sure our Ethiopian pronunciation, that pronunciation expert will chime in any moment now. Amaric. If that was incorrect. Amaric. Um, and he went to a, a pretty normal high schools. One was uh, French speaking. So um, his second language, French. Third language, English. I mean, other countries are just amazing. The amount of languages people speak. I speak French. To, do you? Sure. How fluently. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Christopher. Um, j'ai deux ans. Wow. Uh, it's a, a Spanish region. J'habite France, à Glasgow on the coast. J'habite à Glasgow on the coast. Je m'appelle Christopher. 
it's you i mean this is how bad your french is that you don't even know what fucking region i'm learning in i'm in toulouse oh, me man. doing the accent's gonna come up when i next fucking get my snl audition yeah. <laughs> come on nice guy um, he went to pretty normal high school. Uh, the alumni of the school he went to was mainly hockey players and one serial killer. In Canada, though, that's 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 cool. That's like, oh, I went to school with like the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? If you went to high school with Wayne Gretzky or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, it's a part of like schooling, though, isn't it? Like most most American high schools, when I've gone through their alumni, they normally have like American footballers because that's how that's how it works. The system. Yeah. Um, it's like it is uh, the infrastructure is part part of the schooling system, really, as opposed to football here, which is like I don't know they just start playing at like age five. People get signed at fucking age six and seven. It's fucking wild. It's the only way fathers can show love for their children by forcing them to become footballers. Yeah, by giving them brain damage, by making them practice headers in the garden for hours on end, <laughs> and that's how you end up with Wayne Rooney. People are like, oh, why is he so stupid? Probably because his dad threw leather at his head. It, you know, I, I, I wonder. I don't want to get too much into this, but I wonder if these these footballers really are that stupid, you know, or if that is a class based criticism. Have you heard how many films that Michael Owen's seen? He's an example of a stupid person. He's one sure. of the most stupid people in the world, and he just launched have... an NFT. So go check that out. But then you have former England goalkeeper David James um, has a degree in criminology. So, yeah. you know, apples apples and oranges He's as far a as I'm aware. He can't. Wow. Why don't you Google David James and then and then see if you can continue to feel comfortable saying a cab at him. We'll move on. There's loads of people who are policemen who are <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Lisa, I don't know. Oh, God. Squealing. Anyway. Um, David Seaman he was stupid probably had a ponytail (laughs) (laughs) people with ponytails are stupid unless they're women or ponies and then fair enough (laughs) men with ponytails you're like he's probably stupid well Spandu Ballet they had ponytails I think they're cool cool Always believe in your soul. Um, so Abel started um, releasing anonymous music on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is another one of those sort of bands we've covered from the last sort of 20 years, basically, who Bonnevere, etc., who made their name somehow online first. Um, he he co- collaborated um, with someone else whose name I haven't got written down. Um, and one of the YouTube tracks sort of did well and ended up being uh, put on a blog post by Drake. Mm. OVO. And uh, and that's when it started getting all the sort of pitchfork-esque attention that you were talking about that, the Beach House sample and, mm. uh, you know, Drake's backing. and He was on Take Care, that Drake album where he's sitting at the table with loads of gold on the table. Yeah, he was still anonymous at this point, though. He was working in American uh, apparel. Apparel? Apparel. Apparel. It's not apparel uh, spritz, is it? You're not getting little... Well, I don't know, I don't drink it. ...champagne flutes full of fizzy orange juice. I'm actually a recovering alcoholic, so that's that's really... Yeah, but you're not a recovering dum-dum, are you? <laughs> you, know, you know what words mean. 
Uh, You're not a recovering dum dum because you're still in the throes of addiction. Um, oh, you have a ponytail, sorry. He, he was. I've got a man bun, thank you, there's a difference. Uh, he was working in American Apparel, and it is said, this seems like one of those things that I don't know if this is true. There's no way of verifying this, I suppose, but um, his co-workers at the time were listening to him, but they didn't know that it was him who made the music, and I just think, come on, man. If you were working in a clothes shop... You would tell people. And all the fucking, like, colleagues are like, oh my God, have you heard this? Wow, this is so cool. Wow, I really want to fuck the guy who made this. <laughs> well, I don't know who he is. But it's very much like when Spider-Man was going out with Black Cat. You know, she was in love with the mask. She wasn't in love with Peter Parker. Yeah, but Pete, Peter didn't know that, I don't think. No, I he learned it. He learned that the hard way, didn't he? I think he, he didn't... knew the whole time, but then when it came to I it... don't know what you're talking about. All right. Doctor Strange uh, 2, by the way, check it out, guys. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> you would love it. I'd highly doubt that. Do you like Danny Elfman? Sure. you like uh, Sam Raimi? I mean, I'm not really a big horror guy, so no, I guess not that. really. No, you wouldn't like it. Favourite film's Black Panther, but you, don't like, you wouldn't like this. Let's try to stay focused. I'm focused okay. as shit, man. I want to talk about the weekend. Straight up. <laughs> um, heavily influenced by Asta Awake, uh, uh Ethiopian artist, uh, a singer. It, I, I went and watched some of her songs on YouTube. And uh, it's really remarkable, actually. She's like, a, you know, this Ethiopian lady singing in, um, in her native tongue. But you listen to it and you're like, oh, shit, that is... It's the weekend. Oh, really? Like, it is this woman's singing style plus Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. It's like, really is hard to describe. But like, like, if you listen to the two, like, if you listen to, like, Dirty Diana, mm-hmm. um, and then and then this song, what's it called? Na- Naf- Nafcock? I think I've got it written down. Nafcock? Sorry, sorry. Nakfot. <laughs> no, no, Nafcot. Um, and the style is like remarkably similar the way he uses his voice. Like I say, it's hard to describe without. This is where I wish sometimes we had a radio show and I could just play them next to each other and you would you would hear it and be like shit. But you're gonna have to do that yourself. I think uh, you could probably you could probably put it in. Just play it on your phone. I don't want I don't want to risk <laughs> this pod being taken down by fucking Steve Jobs. Big Ethiopia. I don't want the big Ethiopian record labels coming after us, man. Yeah, want to be careful on that. Um, he also said one of his biggest influences was you like this, the soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh yeah, man, big time. He's a big gamer. Is he? What's his? He's got um. He's he's uh, one of the main shareholders of the uh, Overwatch League. Oh. <laughs> Loves his esports. Who do you think he means in Overwatch? Uh, I'm an Farah. Well, Orisa does. Farah definitely has the kind of Egyptian. Um, in terms of Africa, but Orisa, I think she had a kind of, it was like a kind of, the wee girl who it's invented sort of her. Sphinx kind of vibe. It's from like Orisa, a cow centaur from Africa with a machine gun. Everyone Not to get too any Overwatch, right, but... 80% of our <laughs> listeners, what are they talking about? It's an eSport dweeb. Yeah. Heard of it? Ever Catch heard up. of NFTs? We both have one each. Yeah. Um, we should, nice get we should get enjoy. <laughs> Mine's a horrible. We should uh, we we should start an enjoying album NFT. I think get some. Imagine our faces, but every time you invest the crypto, it's like a different 
like I'm like oh I'm a zombie or some shit like that and people give us money yeah you up for it uh tell you what why don't you do the groundwork <laughs> and come to me with a plan I've just done if it you, if you learn how to mint NFTs mm-hmm. then you've got my full backing full backing if you if you learn and if you can do it then fuck yeah because you've learned a lot of shit that you do not know how to do like what and it's impressive like what? Use computers. I can use computers. I'm talking to you right now. I have Just a calculator app on my phone. I can do loads of stuff. <laughs> Add, subtract, divide. The other one. So there were, there were these three mixtapes. House of Balloons. Do you want to name any others? You sort of started pretty confidently there. House of Balloons was the first one. Then it was Garden Patio of Balloons. <laughs> Well, the second one was called Thursday, which, if you're calling yourself the weekend, I don't know if you want to be associating too much with Thursday. Nah. One of my favourite nights of the week, no doubt, but not for him. I love a Thursday. Yeah. The weekend is on the uh, horizon, you know, it's exciting. Um, Maybe that's what you meant. It was like, next one's going to be sick. And the final mixtape was called Echoes of Silence. Oh, that sounds quite sad. Um, now... So this was with his original boys. Uh, what are their names? They are um, Dahelia and Elangio. And these are his, they're his mates. And they were all in Toronto in these like shitty flats, doing a lot of cocaine, mm-hmm. going out, shagging women. Yeah. And that's what these songs are about. And it's about the idea. And you know what? I think it's probably why I liked the the trilogy. Um, is that really it's about how hedonistic lifestyle when you're in it you kind of feel like it's glamorous but then you always just have this like innate fucking depressed like undercurrent the whole way through of like what what is that is this good mm. I'm in some random as flat at 4am yeah. listening to jungle doing fucking coke off a coffee table is it good or is it, or is... here's the thing about stuff like that you know it's not good, but neither is oh. anything else. Mm. Are you trying to convince me to take up drugs again? <laughs> I just, it just reminds me when people are like, some somebody was talking to a famous person, they were like, oh God, it seems horrible being famous, you know? And he was like, it is horrible being famous, but I've also been not famous, and that was bad as well. You know, everything's bad, I would say. Yeah, this is the hangovers kicked in oh. now. This is the, the post-booze blues speaking 100%. <laughs> Everything's bad. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you have nice... album podcast. Everything's bad. <laughs> Might as well just end it all. Well, that's one option. <laughs> you know, but there's loads of stuff you can do that. My point is, is that this music is about is about that. I guess what you're saying that like I've went method for this week. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um... he's combed his hair into an afro and is doing coke off the rim of his glasses in between talking. As if. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I guess at the time I like identified quite well with like the the themes, even not the themes. It's just there, there is even not lyrically. There is just like a vibe of like this kind of nihilistic R and B from those first few albums mm-hmm. that that I. I mean, I wasn't even never, never really a big R and B dude, but it was weird for me to like enjoy this as much as I did at the time because it was so out of touch with everything else I liked. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably because I was like also a fucking loser druggie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they were released as trilogy. 
Little Liam liked it. Um, that's me in my younger days. I'm not talking about my penis. Do you think that? Uh, <laughs> it did sound like that. Do you think that? Um, <laughs> you think you were that much smaller when you were younger? Certainly, width-wise, about ten years ago. <laughs> Hate though. What from the age of, of twenty twenty two? Yeah. No, I don't think I grew much. Good. I keep hoping. You oh, you're hoping you're gonna have a, a late a late spur. I'll be like thirty five and I'll just get another couple <laughs> inches. Whoa! Oh <laughs> my legs are really sore at night. Just go to Turkey and get <gasps> get legs a leg extension, man. Imagine. We'll do a fundraiser. Walking about with some boy's legs. Some tall boy who needs to feed his family and he's sold his legs. I think they'll probably they take it from you, maybe. Maybe they take some whip out of your arms and they head it into your legs. What are you said about my arms? No, I'm, I'm just fat saying. Arms? <laughs> take width out of my arms? The fuck? Take width out of your neck, man. With a blade. <laughs> anyway, sorry for saying that guy chop your head off. But, um, yeah, man. So then so what then, happened after that? Uh, he, he released his big album. And uh, it was it didn't work. It was called Kissland, mm. and Bad name. it was a bit of a bit of a flop. Yeah. Um, and then came Beauty Behind the Madness. Yeah. I sent you. Uh, I sent you a uh, oral history. I love an oral history. I love an oral history. It's yeah. so fun. Just I don't want to read what the journalist says or thinks or does. Do you know what I mean? I want to fucking read. With the people who were there were saying, it's probably the most boring oral history I've read. It wasn't great, was it? No, it's it, 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 it's just nothing like that interesting or probing in it. It's I felt just... it was interesting when he was like, um, he was saying, "Oh, well, I thought I only have, <clears throat> I don't want to be the guy who nearly made it, and then seen all his appears at the time get huge, and he was like, I need to try, I need to team up with a guy who wrote." Hit me baby one more time <laughs> and like yeah. have a proper go at being a pop star because I can't just, I think it's beautiful they fucked it. And then he went, I'm going to get even more sinister and more poppy at the same time. So that's kind of what happened, isn't it? So the the Kissland didn't really work, um, but then Kissland didn't have the guys, Dahelia and Delangio, who were uh, involved in the mixtapes on it either. So he brought them back and brought in this guy, Max Martin, who, as you said, produced, well, wrote and produced Baby One More Time, um, Shake It Off, just just giant pop hits. Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Really? Since You've Been Gone. I've been free for the first time. (laughs) Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. No way. Everybody. Yeah. Rock your body. <sighs> so we're touching on what are, are, some of my issues with this album is that it, it is a really s- s- cynical um, popularity <laughs> grab. But those songs so, we just sang are all fucking amazing. So they brought in, um, you know, this this pop producer superstar. Uh, Max Martin. Max Martin from sweden uh-huh. um they had co- collabs on this album with kanye west ed sheeran lana del rey and labyrinth and they uh wrote one song for the 50 uh, shades of gray 
soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It is really just like, let's throw everything at the wall to make this guy a mainstream pop success. Kanye, uh, Sheeran, Del Rey, and Labyrinth. That's three of the biggest singers in the world. And Labyrinth. <laughs> Labyrinth, come in. Do you remember that song? The Labyrinth and Tiny Temper? Yeah! What was the song called again? Earthquake. What did it sound like? I just did you it. You just did the intro, but what's the chorus? Said, yeah! <laughs> I can have an earthquake up in here! Throw bombs on it! Throw bombs yes. on it! Yes. Yes, man. I like that. I can't think, because when I think, oh, what's Earthquake by uh, Tiny Temper, I just go straight to Earthquake by Tyler the Creator, which is like, you make my earthquake! You make my earthquake! You run around, got me, got me down, and make Which my one came heartbreak. first? Uh, the the Tempo one. I used to... Well then, hey, Tyler, how about you get creating songs about <laughs> different fucking atrocities? <laughs> I died in a landslide! I mean, that was, that was Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Mac beat them to it, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know, do one about fucking forest fires or something. Died in a forest! Fast on fire, got me down, yeah. you're running around, I'm making me tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> try to think of a more obscure disaster, like a, a molasses flood. Remember that happened in Boston in the 1920s? A big tankard of... Yeah, I do remember that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting you're not immortal like me and you don't live through all these different <laughs> events. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Uh, so that's it. I mean, this, if you've heard um, Trilogy and then you listen to this, it is obviously, you know, it's still, there's enough of the weekend there. Like, it's still the weekend, mm. both albums, but you can hear definitely the um, pop production that, that this becomes as opposed to the, um, what I referred to as nihilistic R&B of the previous uh, mixtapes. And look, you know what? I don't care if it makes me sound like a hip pitchfork wank, but I prefer nihilistic R&B every day in the week to chart-topping mainstream success. But I prefer nihilistic chart-topping shik-smash. <laughs> and this is the thing. Even thematically, I don't know if that nihilism is really... Like, it's this, super this nihilistic. Album. He doesn't believe in love. Yeah, I guess. He's always talking about, I don't believe in love. This is, by far and away, the horniest album we've listened to. You think so? I buy a long shot. Try to think what else we've had that was super horny. Nothing comes close <laughs> to this. This is, the the music is designed to be fucked to. Yeah. See that? The, and, and the lyrics want to be sure that you know that. What's your favourite song? Well, I mean... My favorite song is "In the Night." Oh yeah, I think that's the, I think it's the coolest song. Yeah, I, I like that. The, the horniest song is "Often." Mm. I'ma make that pussy rain. Often, gonna make that pussy rain. That's yeah. Happens um, sometimes. Yeah. There's so <laughs> much talk about pussies. <laughs> I what love, he's going to do? I love the hills, man. Yeah. It's like a horror film. It's like. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Call you when it's half past five. The only time I'd ever call you. Mine, I only call you when you touch me. And I feel me when I'm fucked up. That's real me when I'm fucked up. That's real me, yeah. 
It's like, I've only recently started going to therapy, right? But he doesn't have a nice self-image, this guy. Well, that song as well, that's like another one. Look, I mean... I love gonna, that dubstep thing If you're going to criticise anyone for being misogynistic in the music industry, then there's only about two albums you're going to be able to listen to. <laughs> but that that song in particular, is that the one where he says, I just fucked two bitches before I, I got here? I just fucked two bitches before I got here. So you're going to need to fuck at my tempo. He's like, I'm already tired, so you're going to need to slow down if you want to have sex with me. Which I think is quite cool and like quite thoughtful as a lover to tell them. When he says I only get there after half five, he's not. That's not a joke about working hours, is it? No, it's not five thirty p.m. because he's still working in American apparel, whatever yeah, you call it. A, apparel that's spreads. A, it's a, 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 a. There's a recipient of a you up text on the other side of this conversation. It's great. The hills have eyes. The hills here's, have eyes. Here's what I think the fundamental difference is. Okay. These mixtapes, when he's singing about this stuff, he's a fucking loser, uh-huh. right? And now, he's singing with Ed Sheeran, and he's still talking about, I'm going to fuck bitches. I'm like, you are actually fucking bitches. Excuse me for saying it, but there's a difference between it being what? aspirational, mm-hmm. I guess, of like, oh, imagine if, like, uh, isn't it sad how I think my life is glamorous, but actually it's, it's kind of it's kind of gross and lonely. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, no, you're an actual superstar, so your life is is glamorous and you're still being this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big cokehead. Big cokehead. I can't feel my face when I'm with you, do, 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 but I love it. It's a song about but going I to the dentist. It. Yes, about Novocaine. <laughs> do you know Novocaine and cocaine have the same, very similar, it's basically the same thing. I mean, It's the same yeah. enzyme. That's why it's called cane at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Caine as well. Michael Caine <laughs> is... <laughs> A derivative I, of cocaine. I cannot feel my face when I am with you, Mr. Wayne. I'll just fuck two bitches, Mr. Wayne, before I go <laughs> to Gotham Manor. <laughs> I'm sorry. That Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, please wear a raincoat because I've made the pussy rain. I'm so sorry, Mr. Wayne. I'm so sorry. I, I never meant for this to happen to you. For me to do cocaine. On your mother's grave, while I was fucking <laughs> two bitches at once. Oh, sorry. That's what you sound like. Um, you little English person. Um, but yeah, I, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. I just think it's absolutely incredible pop song. I just love it. Yeah, I it's. I mean, it. it's it's a, it's just one of these perfect pop songs. Oh. Kind of. And I love the Michael Jackson influence. You know, you know, listening to Michael Jackson over the last ten years has become increased. Well, it's just difficult, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a kind of cheat code to listen to some Jackson songs. I think that's why he's so successful. I can't feel my face, but I'm with you. I think he, when he was recording it, he put in loads of like, <laughs> and then <laughs> they just went, "We'll cut that bit out." Cause Max, <laughs> Max, Martin. No, you cannot have the actual noises. Sorry, I'm a Swiss man, and I don't think it's important to have little pedo yes. noises, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did, the weekend covered Dirty Diana as well. Which is, Prince? Is, is Dirty Diana Prince song? I thought it was a Michael Jackson song. Let's Google it. Google, Google, Google. Oh boy, here we go. I, I, I can imagine it being both, but, you know. Dirty it's Diana. a Michael Jackson song, sorry, I'm talking shit. Dirty Diana, 
Uh, yeah, there's a weekend cover of it on YouTube, which is pretty cool. I was hoping to find my uh, YouTube comment of the week on that, but it is essentially it's just people going, I always thought no one could come near Michael Jackson, but the weekend got as close as you can get. That's it. Well, a lot of people hundreds were of people saying that. Come and need him because he had a certain kind of person he was involved with, but listen, let's not go into that. Ed Sheeran. I mean, here's the thing with this album is oh, that. fuck. I love the big hits. I really don't like the collaboration with Ed Sheeran because it's, I, it's the worst bit of the album. I hate Ed Sheeran. It's the worst bit of the album, and it, like it's the most cynical as well. He has no place on no. this album. Why are you getting the, a weird Suffolk ginger gay? The Lana Del Rey collab works. I think they have very kind of uh, they copacetic uh, careers. And her voice over this type of music works really well. It's different to what she usually does, but mm. there's something uh, about them, you know, that's near the end of the album. And it should be the last track, really, because it has it has last track vibes, you know, a beautiful <laughs> duet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's another song after it, which isn't, isn't as good. The whole second half of the album is, I mean, the first half is, you know, is popping, and then it dips, and the, the Ed Sheeran... That brings it down a couple points. Down. Have I told you points. about why I hate Ed Sheeran so much? Uh, you know what? I, I wasn't going to ask you to justify it because it becomes... <laughs> it's like, sure. But <laughs> but if you have a reason, I'd love you to share it. So one of the best months of my life was when I was in Australia, early 2017. Um, first time living away from my mum and dad. First time living with my now long-term partner it was our first month living together in Australia and I just like grew up a lot learned a lot about myself got too drunk um, set my hair on fire electrocuted myself learned how to cook you know <laughs> in, in that order <laughs> um, and just like had a, I mean it was it was brilliant but it was early 2017, and that's when Ed Sheeran released um, Shape of You. Uh, mm-hmm. It was that time when the Division album was coming out, or Divide, and like he had like 10 singles. So every time I was in an Uber or a bar, one of his news, and every, everywhere I went, they were playing it, because I, I was out and about a lot in the town and in, in Ubers and stuff, so I was just playing the whole time, and I, every song. I'm in love with the shape by you, by you, by you, by you, by you. So I really hate him. He ruined the best month of my life. Yep. So I want to kill him, and he ruined this album. He just, he's, he just, he was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was really weird. Is it everything? There well, was when was the first time you heard the Ed Sheeran? I don't know because he, he was just everywhere one day. So there was probably some, I don't know. I can't tell you that. I remember vividly. It was I was watching a. Viral clip of Example, who was big at the time. Remember Example? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I'll, sep- I'll say a separate thing about Example after. What was his big hit? Example had the big song. Um, you know, I'm not sure, but but he he had an early hit called "You Can't Rap," which is brilliant. Oh yeah. He started off as like a white rapper, uh-huh. English white rapper. It's really good. It's really funny. You can't rap, my son. You're white and you're from Fulham. It's like this undercurrent. And he raps really well. And then he just became this boring dubstep, like, pop guy. You changed the way that you kissed me. 
That was the one. But, Remember that? But, oh. but the song about him trying to become a white rapper is, and him rapping is really, really. He was a good rapper. Well, that was it. I just remember him and Ed Sheeran doing a freestyle about Nando's and on the internet, and I was like, "This is Ginger guy. He's a pretty good rapper." Next thing you know, he is the new Elton John, and my life is ruined. Yeah, sometimes some people just get like the seal of approval of of just being on everything. <sighs> yeah, the the red carpet is really rolled out, and they're suddenly like forced national treasures and you can tell when it's forced because people don't like Ed Sheeran people love him lots of people find him very like he, he gets this reaction out a lot that's why I didn't question it when you were like I hate him I'm like mm. yeah loads of people hate him <laughs> he's hateable I fucking wait. I wait is he on him. the list I think he is eventually no way I think he's on the list I can't wait for that week man I think he's on What's it that? I think David's on it the one I just talked about I hope not I can't. I don't know. I'm kind of split. Do I want to listen to it? Do I want to listen to it? I think it would make for a good episode. Mm. Let's see. No, Ed Sheeran is not on the list. Oh. I like the song Shameless. It's got. It's kind of like acoustic guitar, but then there's a big kind of crazy shredding, like electric shred guitar. And the guitar solo is by a guy called Klaus Alund, who co-wrote "Piece of Me" by Britney Spears on Blackout. Wow. Which is next week's album? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and was was Max involved in that album next week as well? I think he caught out one or two songs on it, maybe. We got a Max Martin double header here, and that's to me that feels Tribute like they're trying to send me a. King. Are they trying to send me a message here? Is there some kind of? Well, you mean the Rolling Stone people by putting two Max Martins in a row, being like, "Ah, Chris, it's a little hint for you here that actually this wasn't as tabulated as Liam says." You can't see there's. You can see this wall behind me with my soft toys. You can't see this wall behind the laptop where it's just, I've printed out the list and i am got strings, got any strings, mm-hmm. wires. I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to tell me, man. Picture of Barry Gordy with a big <laughs> circle round him. I'm doing cum tributes to Barry Gordy just like it works. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um... <clears throat> In the Night, my favourite song. Fun uh-huh. little fact. They recorded parts of this album in Marilyn Manson's old... No. Ugh. No. Marilyn no, Manson? No. No, I said the wrong Did one. Did you see that? The, 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 uh, wasn't the BAFTAs, it was the Met Gala, where Kim Kardashian dressed up like Marilyn Manson, and they gave her a lock of Marilyn Manson's hair. What? No, nah, I'm making fun of you. It was all Marilyn Monroe stuff. Oh, I didn't see the Met Gala stuff. Oh. Okay, right. So they recorded the album... <laughs> In Marilyn Monroe's old house. I mean, he did name himself after Marilyn Monroe, right? I've tried to explain to you the etymology of Marilyn Manson and his band many times, and you never get it. He took the first name. <laughs> I no, I Why understand. do I have to be the harbinger of this information to everybody I in my life, right? I, I understand that. It's very obvious. He it's took it's the Marilyn fir- Monroe and Charles Manson. But who's Twiggy Ramirez? Who is Twiggy Ramirez? It's Marilyn Manson's guitarist! Because Twiggy was a British supermodel, and then there was a serial killer in America, America called. Uh, <laughs> come on, that's not as bad as you've been like. Oh, I like no. to live in America. I like to live in America. Da, 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 da. You like to live in America. You smell like. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, Melalica, your favorite band. <laughs> I've got a wee uh, remote control for my fairy lights and I wish I could just fucking turn you off, man. Just wow. power button on your heart. Um, did you, have you seen the video for In the Night? No. In the Night Garden? 
Um, it's got <laughs> it's got um, it's got Bella Hadid in. Do you know Do you know who Bella Hadid Ooh. is? Do you remember? So um, she and uh, Abel were dating at the time. Wow. Uh, Bella Hadid. Do you remember that viral video of her like looking at sneakers? Where she talks, she talks so weird, man. Do you know the one I'm talking she's about? Like, these are daddy thick or something, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. She's like, went homeboy wearing these, I'm getting something, you know. And she's clearly a very white English woman. <laughs> when homeboy, homeboy walks in with these, I'm like, damn. And the and guy like, in the shop's like, are you okay, Bella? She talks like an undercover police officer. Yeah, she's an arc. He kept. <laughs> Anyway, um, he, she's in this video and like she's working in a lap dancing club, which I think was a bit weird. It, like they've been going out for a month at this point, and he's like, "Listen, we're together now. Mm. We're an item. Do you want to be a stripper in my music video?" I just think it's weird. It reminded me of. Do you remember when um, in the Aerosmith song "Crazy"? You ever seen the video to that? Don't think so. It's Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler mm. are like. Uh, two young flirtatious girls having the time of their lives. Is Liv Tyler uh, not Steve Tyler's daughter? Yes, and he she ends up like stripping on a pole. You would in the video. That. I don't think I would do that for my dad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Crazy, crazy. Do you know what's crazy, but, Stephen? You fucking looking at your daughter's dads. It's weird. It's weird, and this reminded me of that. It's just a bit. Come on now. Come on, but it's not. It's nowhere near as bad as that. It's not as weird, but I do think it's weird when artists put that, like when that uh the the bound two by uh, Kanye. No, that was cool. I like the amazing song, amazing video. I like I like most of the video where it's like it's it's funnily tacky, right? But the there's like Kim Kim's like Kim's ditties are like on display, and you think, well, that's a bit. That's your wife, bro. It's a job, though, basically, isn't it? It's a model. Well, I guess. But, yeah, I suppose. As is Bella Hadid. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know what? I'll take it all back. Steve Tyler. We just played... Crack on, crack on son. We just played Bella Hadid woohoo or Bella Hadid boohoo. <laughs> and we are both saying woohoo. It's cool. Uh, Homeboy come of- in with that take. <laughs> He's going to get it. He's going to get it. <laughs> We're nearly cut, which actually is. It's that. It's better. Homeboy, homeboy come in Bella with me. Damn. Homeboy. He gonna get homeboy it. Homeboy gonna get it. So, if you're gonna have a dope shoe that both guys and girls can wear, I mean, come Perfect. on. Matching shoes, that's dope. What are some of your sneaker turnoffs, though? You know what? I'm cool with it, and I don't mind dirty sneakers, but you better they better be fresh, okay. you know? If homeboy is coming through with these, right. it's quiet. Yeah, no, right. it's quiet for him. But <laughs> like, if he comes through in like these, yeah. you got some Air Maxes out here. Yeah. You got some Jordans. Homeboy's gonna like get it. It's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I've seen several family members die by their own hand. So uh, speaking, speaking of Kanye. Um, he produced Tell Your Friends on Loved this it. album. What song? The second it kicks I wasn't sure which track he'd produced. I had read beforehand. The second it kicks in, that classic sort of sampled soul, yeah, beautiful soul rap sample. bed. Yeah. As soon as that comes in, you're like, oh, this is classic Kanye. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
Um, and then there's that kind of my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy era, super overly distorted guitar, but it's mixed so as that when the vocals are high, it's quite low. And then yep. it goes when the vocals go low, and you're like, it's Kanye. Yeah, that's that's Kanye all day long. All day um, long. <laughs> that's Kanye all day long, bro. Oh, I've been I've been hanging out with uh, Max Mar- Martin too much. That's Kanye all day long. I've been hanging with Kanye all day long, brother. Um, the Antwood. Uh, the song Losers, in which he sang only losers go to school a number of times. I'm like, hey, Abel, perhaps if you spent a little more time in school and a little less time taking cocaine, you'd know how to spell weekend properly. <laughs> Ever thought about that? I thought that was so clever the first time I read it. I was like, also oh, it's the weekend, but also he's weakened by the weekend. Wow. You know. Yeah. He, sh- he, he should have had a Twix when he came up with yeah. that one. The actual reason that The the Weeknd is missing the second E is because there's another pop-punk band called The Weeknd. So it's not clever? Well, I mean, you could still say it's clever, but it's... And you should listen... You'd like the band, probably. I listened to a couple of their tracks. They're very... It sounds like the Beths, you know? It's oh. like a fem- female-led pop-punk. Um, right. Future and... Me hates me, for sure, for not listening to that. Yeah. Um... Uh... But yeah, as I've said, the album, the whole thing seems a bit, a bit of a, a, a cynical grab. Um, there are some standout fucking tunes for sure. I prefer the earlier albums as albums mixtapes. Um, I think they have a more, like a better through line sort of like a feel to them. You know what I mean? This right. is, yeah. Is and he just put out a new record this year called The Dawn FM. So he's he's got sober, and. He's well. He's California sober. Where he smokes weed, but he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs anymore. Yeah. And he's kind of like, well, that was the dark times, and now and yeah. the sun's come up. It's Don FM, and that album is not a cynical pop grab. That's like a concept record about finding happiness without yeah. being a fucking absolute leech. I I wanted to do a kind of separate podcast at the start of this year where I just listened to a new album and just done like a wee 20 minute thing about it but i decided it was too much work so but i wrote a thing about that album and i was like it's like the the cocaine ghost to the 80s rising up from the mirror you know right i see yeah it was <laughs> that was a, that was the first draft was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm so fucking hungover man <laughs> Oh, that was the most obvious it's been all episode. I could really see you struggling through that sentence. I was trying to write a sentence, man. <laughs> the, the fucking beads of sweat coming down your forehead like, oh, what have I done? I started saying something. Um, I've started something. So, listen, I mean, I don't want to rag on the album too much because it does have those standout songs, but it, it, there's a lot of filler here, I think. Um, I, I think it's probably a, a good few long songs too long mm-hmm. um the ed sheeran collab brings it down a notch immediately before you've even heard it ed sheeran's on it it can't be five stars do you know who has a lot of tattoos though are you gonna do it try to do it in the style of the weekend <laughs> we're two guys 
reviewing tattoos. <sighs> we're gonna Google it, but such and then we'll choose. I'm so horny for the tattoo. I'm gonna do cocaine and I'm gonna fuck you. I just fucked two tattoos for what I got here. <laughs> um, the weekend does not have uh, tattoos. I looked it I'm up. surprised by that. A lot of people are surprised by that. I found an article about it. And it oh, was article. Yeah, and it was like, it doesn't have any. Here's all those people who do. And then it speculated in the article that Dolly Parton has full sleeve tattoos. And that's why she only ever wears long sleeves. Like, there's a rumor that she has, like, proper machine gun Kelly arms. And I'm like, I think she's just an old sex symbol. So this is when people see her gross arms. Wow. Um, no, that I think I mean, the gross. I think old lady. I was well, like, it just hot. sounds like it. <laughs> no, I just wait. It's a bit late for that clarification. No, you sexist pig. I'm not being sexist. I'm not being ageist. Perhaps you should work nine to five on improving your fucking outlook on the world. <laughs> Don't have to because I already love it. Maybe you should phone Jolene, who is a local feminist speaker. Only can't I, Jolene? It's half past five. Cause she stops working at five. She went from nine to five. <laughs> Julian's not 9 to 5. That's a different song. <laughs> I'm fucked, man. Sorry. If right. I... Well, no, listen. Well, you've done pretty well. We're nearly there. Um, so uh, do you have any final thoughts that you want to say on this album? Don't force yourself to say something just because you think you have to. I think that... And I don't do that, so there's no danger of that. Um, but I would say that I think Can't Feel My Face is one of the best songs we've had in the list so far. I love it. Really? I was walking, I was steaming last night, walking down the street, felt like a million dollars. Um, I really, I think if we went through the playlist, I, I mean, it's a good song, but man, we've done over 50 albums. Yes. I, I, I mean, cool. That's your... I can't feel my face when I'm with that song. Yeah. Because I enough. love it. Mm. I love it. Oh. And I think, I mean... I had already in the hills. I love you know what how I feel about when I enjoy stuff. It's got to be funny. It's got to be scary. It's got to be cool. It's got to be what was the other stuff? Horny. Horny. Super horny. And the hills is everything. Man. It's everything in the song. It's scary because it's like a horror film. It's horny because it's about having sex with people when you're tired. In a horror film. In a horror film. In the hills have eyes, and um. It's funny, man. It's so so. It's everything. It's funny when you're having sex in a horror film. <laughs> it's funny when you're having sex and then Jason fucking rips through the wall and pushing a sleeping bag and then swings the sleeping bag about and like smashes the sleeping bag in a tree and shit. That is funny, All right? <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Doctor Strange too, but um, <laughs> oof, oof. I love this album. It has bits that are as bad as anything we've covered. You know, the Ed Sheeran song, maybe the worst song I've ever heard. But I choose to disagree with The Weeknd's nihilism, even though I'm hungover, even though I agree with him. Everything's bad. But um, it's the wee things that keep you going. <laughs> you just said in the same sentence, <laughs> I, I disagree with him. I agree with him. Well... The thing about nihilism is that you need to find your own meaning in an uncaring universe, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what this album's like. What more expresses nihilistic nothingness than a collaboration with Ed Sheeran? 
you know that is That's the true. true scraping the barrel of existing that means nothing it's, you know it's, uh, high concept stuff it's high concept to fully embody the limits of the abyss <laughs> get a cheering in the deacons of the deep down so do there, you think man. it's like a you think it's like a sort of dinner for schmucks scenario? Do you think Sheeran knows? I think Sheeran knows the the power of his black hole of creative. Joy? It's exactly the same as the Steve Carell film Dinner for Schmucks, mm. where a lot of that film is the worst film ever. But there's a bit where Zach Galifianakis is like a receptionist that's just as funny as anything. So I would say I enjoyed an album this week. Did you enjoy an album? Um, not not really. Wow, you're too. Uh, cool. The whole time I was just like, I wish I was just listening to the trilogy, uh-huh. and then I went and listened to the trilogy, and it made me happy. That's cool. I loved that. I, I like the trilogy. I love the Beach House stuff, and you're gonna work a bit high for this and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I just um, there's something I connect more to with that in terms of it just being. I just find it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to, like there are brilliant pop songs on this. Oh, yes, oh, but yes. but. The the nihilism is a bit more. I don't know. It just seems a bit more less of a cynical. put on. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a bit. The whole the whole project just seems a bit cynical. I just think it's hard for me to take you seriously as like this sort of fucking nihilistic coke poet when you've got Britney Spears producer sitting next to you in the box. But there's nothing more nihilistic than that than just going putting your eyes closed and going. Listen, yeah. I'm no, a freak. I, think that's a bit, that's I want a to be the power. biggest pop star in the world. There's that's nothing a, that means a, less than trying to be everything for everyone. Yeah, that's a total cop out that sort of gets you away. You, you get away with anything. I do get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, each week, uh, Chris and I both choose a favorite song from the album to place on our ever-expanding. Uh, enjoy an album companion playlist enjoy a playlist the link to that is in the podcast description it currently has uh 47 oh sorry 220 songs um it's 16 hours long um so it's not one you can really do in a one but you can put it on in the background and have a constant stream of banging music some of which you'll know you'll know some of which will be new and fresh to you mm-hmm. and you will learn to love like the good listener that you are chris what's your selection this week from the album tough because can't feel my face the hills uh tell your friends i love tell your friends we don't really got the lyrics of that but it's basically telling the story of you know becoming a big pop star and all your friends and where they love you and stuff and how, how empty that feels um but i think the hills is just a great horror pop song i love spooky pop like um Sort of Casper, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I loved when Casper... Casper the Friendly Ghost, the friendliest ghost in town. You like that? That's what I'm talking about. Ghostbusters, you like that song? (laughs) Do you know what one I love? That one where it's like... uh, What's that one where it was like Barry Gordy's nephew or something? And it was like the wee guy who's like singing a song about like... uh, Being like followed or something. What's that song? Scary pop song. I'm gonna look up. Is it one we've covered? No. Scary pop. Sorry, that Bella Hadid video just came up and gave me a freak. <laughs> Scary pop song. Homeboy's gonna get it. <laughs> that is scary. You do yours and I'll come back with what this thing is. What's your uh, choice this week? 
Well, uh, hold up. Uh-huh. You've already chosen the hills, right? Yes. Okay, right. So hopefully that's editable there. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think this I don't think this is going to be worth Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. You know, that is one of the scariest pop songs anybody's ever heard. <laughs> I really feel like somebody's watching me. That's a fascinating song because he was Barry Gordy's son, I think. And he had to go into a pseudonym to, because his dad didn't respect him, he had to go in unknown and show it to his dad and be like, what do you think of this? And his dad was like, yeah, oh, it could be the biggest pop song in the world. He's like, I'm that guy. Dad loves me. Not not surprised Barry Gordy had a frosty relationship with his son because after all his son is to come, he didn't swallow. It's the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry to the listeners of to put up with this chat every week. <laughs> Go back to the Supremes episode, Diana Ross and the Supremes, if you want to understand why Barry Gordy eats cum so much Fuck and sake. so passionately. My favourite song on this album is going to be um, In the Night. Uh, it's just a fun... That's like your, your your more modern weekend. You know what I mean? Your, mm. You know, it's, it's close to... Um, it's got a nice 80s beat. Um, which is fun. Now, I, I feel like you're... Uh, 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 perhaps a bit disappointed that you had to choose one of those three songs that you like and That's that okay. Tell Your Friends, um, the Kanye produced and sounding um, is not on the list, which might make you sad. This might make you happier. My second choice, inspired by the conversation we've had today or the album, is going to be the song uh, Can't Stop Loving You by Soul Dog, which is the sample used oh, in that song. Wow, I thought you were going to put on that Ethiopian uh pop star that he ripped off no you should listen to it for sure why don't you but... put that on as well i'd like to hear that well you can hear it i don't think it should go on the playlist oh is it not good it's not really i mean it's fine it's a it's a it's an old ethiopian ballad i just think it would you know i love that shit you know i don't know if that following gotta get through this by daniel <laughs> beddingfield would be too much for a gear change did they not put an ethiopian song on it or was that a nigerian song the little pop song where it was like Edo, the wee guy was like uh, William Onchibor. No, there was another wee guy I put on. No, a wee guy, another guy I put on. He's an African pop star. And it was well, like, he's obviously one of your favourites. If you am I yours? Do we promise? This, this is Afro pop. That that lady isn't Afro pop though. It's like a it's like a ballad. Oh, okay, different story. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just, yeah, it's more interesting just to hear the vocal style. I'm sure she has some like more upbeat stuff, but that main one that mm. uh, that I mentioned earlier uh, is Na- Nafcot. Um, is not really. It's not. You know, I, d- I have no desire having heard it to put it on this playlist. However, when I put on Soul Dog, I was like, mm, I can't wait to hear that. This bangs. Mm, I've never heard that. Uh, what What are you choosing as your secondary playlist? song well i'm trying to keep a lot of stuff on the playlist that's like coming out after the list came out you know it's coming out this year so i can keep track of it so i'm going to stick on from the weekend's most recent record don fm there's a song called take my breath where it's like also produced it's also co-written by max martin and it's like take my breath 
Take my breath away. Do it now or never, babe. It's your chance to take it, babe. Take my breath. And it's like, proper Giorgio Moroder. Lovely, lovely stuff. Honestly, I heard that at the start of the year. I think I was going through about a fucking sad boy patch. And then I heard that while I was out walking in the cold and the snow. And it just took my breath away. Take my breath away. Stick it on that the playlist, one. yeah. By Berlin. Take my breath away. Oh, oh, oh. Do you know I was the guy who done that noise in the background of that song? Were you really? Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. That right there brings us to the end of this week's ep. It's another biggie <laughs> next week, baby. It's Brittany, bitch. That has to, we, we need to stop saying bitch on the pod because that's like 10 we've done. And I know I've been quoting people, but I don't like that word. And <laughs> you, the glee in your face as you get a tiny half semi every time you see it is, you know. Someone needs to have a word with Britney then and tell her because, you know. I think they, this is the record where she says it's Britney bitch as well. You just said it again. Oh, fuck. I'm quoting uh, Britney. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, we hope you enjoy your weekend. We hope you enjoy your Dawn FM. Uh, have yourself a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Uh, up until this, ho- this is the end of the episode. You've made it all the way through. Another week. Well done, you. Lord knows how, because <sighs> Jesus Christ. Lord knows how, and we loved her record, you know. So it's good. <laughs> yeah, ask her. It's <laughs> good. Fuck me, the patter. The patter right. is coming out hard. Uh, <laughs> have yourself a great week Jesus let's finish this now um, and we'll, that we'll was see you next the time. beauty behind the madness well this is the happiness between the friends I hope this you've is enjoyed this my fucking multiverse of sadness <laughs> right here